As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey, it's Civilized Barking, training camp edition number two. The Browns are about 10 days into camp. Zach Jackson, uh, flying solo here. I'm just going to go over some of what we've seen. And, and look, um, hasn't, hasn't been a ton. So I've seen a lot of Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, seen enough of Jadavian Clowney to see exactly what Andrew Barry was thinking in that. Uh, just just yesterday, guys, I'm you know basically two and a half practice fields away uh, as the defense is running through drills. The first team defense lines up, and you see Clowney and Garrett together. They're head taller than everyone else, and you just think these two big freaks um, can do some damage, and they stay healthy. They will. You know, John Johnson's been really impressive early in camp. You would hope that the Browns need that. They paid him a bunch of money to go from uh, bottom three safety play, maybe bottom one safety play, um, to, to getting up there. You know, he's a guy that's that's played in big games. Um, he will mostly play deep, but he will help get lined up. He will bring a lot of stability and we'll see. So, um, it's camp cautious, you know, it's what Stefanski's doing. I agree with it. Um, you know, they're, they're going on details. Um, they're drilling down things they're jogging through. So it's a long haul. Uh, I think it was always going to be a little bit light outside of those joint practices and a random camp day here and there. I think the addition of the 17th game and the schedule comes out and the Browns don't have their bye week until December. I think it made it more so again. So, so I think it's smart. I mean, with football, you know, you have to do it and you have to do it at full speed. But as I sit here and record this, I don't even know what day it is. I think it's August 7th. That's five weeks till the Browns play a game. Like, (laughs) And, and that's just one. So that that's a big one. It's an exciting one. But we'll see. So here's what um, I did get some asking Jackson questions. And, of course, a lot of them are about contracts. And, you know, this is all hypothetical. And Andrew Barry's not going to say a thing. And Jimmy Haslam's going to say, ask Andrew Barry. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. But what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to run down position by position. I'm going to give you one guy from camp. Um you know, at each position that's that's popped for one reason or another, um, kind of go through that. So I'm recording this eight or nine days, practice days into camp, you know, 10 or 11 days uh, altogether. 
um, it's going to be it's before the Sunday Stadium practice, which you know I think the Browns will get thirty or forty thousand fans. It's supposed to be a beautiful day, and they're we're finally going to see some two minutes, some stuff really designed to create some action and score some touchdowns, which you know is is always good. So. Uh, it does kind of stink for the fans that come out to camp with the restrictions. It can only be in one area. There's just not a lot to see. There's none of the usual interaction with the players and all that. So um, it's the world we're living in, and we'll see how it goes. So a quarterback, no, I'm not going to talk about Baker. That'll be later. I'm not going to talk about Case Keenum. I mean, the guy to watch is Kyle Loletta. Um, he's playing for his NFL career. Let's just be honest. He's going to get a lot of chances in the preseason. Um, you know, there's a reason the Browns were able to get him off the street last year and and I don't see him making this team but he's going to get preseason auditions to where he can make an impression on the Browns or somebody and and we'll see so that's kind of the hidden intrigue uh in those games at running back we know Nick Chubb got his money since the last time we talked that was kind of a (laughs) no-brainer um you know he and Kareem both look great you're not seeing them do a whole lot the pads come on they really excel I mean the guy there would be rookie Demetric Felton the sixth round pick who some days are running back some days a receiver see him sprinkled in just once I think in the return game I mean if he's going to make the initial 53 two things have to happen one the Browns just love him and don't want to lose him to the waiver wire which which could happen or two he's going to have to carve out a role on special teams and, and is that the kickoff returner is that playing gunner you know, a lot of that is is wide open. I mean, I think Kaderil Hodge is probably a core special teams guy. I think they drafted some of those guys late in the third day to be core special teams guys. Taki Taki's probably going to be a core special teams guy. Robert Jackson, the corner, has a chance to make the team again. So we'll see how how that all shakes out. But um, speaking of shake, Felton has some. So uh, we, we'll see how it goes. He, he can play in the NFL. Now, will he ever be dynamic? You know, will it ever be a spot where his ability to play two, three positions and do things really helps the Browns? You know, I don't know, but but he looks good. He's fun to watch. And um, is he more than a training camp story? We'll find out. At receiver, it's Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, there's a lot of talent there. He doesn't say much. Um, it's not like he makes a spectacular play every drill, but damn close. And here's what I keep saying. You know, the format of training camp, is that pass catchers and pass rushers are going to shine, right? A lot of days it's not in pads, um, and you're just watching. You're not watching. You don't know the techniques. You don't know who's getting yelled at to block or remember their plays or whatever you want to see plays, and receivers do that. But but beyond that, um, Baker's looking to him. Baker has thrown a couple of balls, uh, and, and this is both in good and bad, that only Donovan could get. Right, one he looked like he was throwing it to the fourth row, and Donovan went and got it. But on Friday there was one right down the sideline. I mean, just a beautiful drop in the bucket throw, and Donovan was there, put it in the bucket. So, um, really strong start. What it means for the future, what it means for right now, I don't know. But the guy can make plays. Um, he is freaking good, and he's fun to watch. And, and we'll see. A tight end. Uh, the Browns have a te one. Austin Hooper, he is so much better than the other guys. <laughs> I mean, that's good news. Uh, the Browns didn't have a healthy Austin Hooper last year. They paid him a lot of money. He blocks his ass off. They need him. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to run by people and make a bunch of 20 to 30-yard receptions. But he's a big target. He's played a lot of games in this league. He's played in the Super Bowl. Uh, he knows every position. They trust him to get open. 
and and you just watch him in camp. He's 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 having a strong camp. So if the Browns can keep him healthy, I think his numbers will be better. I think he will be better, and I think an offense that relies on the tight ends um, is certainly not getting any consistent play from those other guys. So or at least maybe enough consistent play. So they really need Austin Hooper. I mean, and, and going down the road, guys, like this this qualifies as first world problems. Like Stefanski wants to play two tight ends all the time. He wants to play three a lot. You know, to get your best 11 on the field, though, you know, you're going to have to look at two running backs sometimes. There's going to be three or four receivers, so we'll see how it works out. I guess what I'm trying to say is Austin Hooper is going to play 80% of the time, and the Browns need him to block, and the Browns need him to catch passes. And they're going to need a strong season out of him, not only to justify the contract, but really to help, um, you know, this team really get get where it needs to go. You know, on the offensive line, uh, Chris Hubbard is the guy. He, he's coming off major knee surgery. It was last December, I think, in that Sunday night game with the Giants that he got hurt. He's an older guy, but, man, he's been important. He's been a starter in this league. He's, he backed up at three different positions for the Browns last year. And a tackle, you know, the only other really true tackle that they have is, is James Hudson, the rookie. And they like him, and they're bringing him along. They're playing Hudson on the left. But Hubbard's basically been in every other day, a right tackle. We know he can fill in a right guard, so we'll see. Um, you know, Michael Dunn, the super sub, and go read the story that Bo Wolf did on him uh, this this last week. You know, he can he can play all three spots. He's been playing guard. Um, and to answer some questions, Drew Forbes so far has been with a third team. So Drew Forbes, draft pick of the last regime, opted out of last year. You do the math on that. Um, you know, he's on the outside looking in. Right now on the D line, it's Clowney. Um, you know, he's not been in there every day. He shouldn't be. He said something interesting the other day that I guess I knew it didn't occur to me. The last two years, Clowney has not gone to training camp. He has waited and he's signed and he's come right in. And so he said he's really savoring, you know, training camp this year and he thinks it'll be good for him as far as sharpening things, as far as having his conditioning. Um, Tack McKinley has not been there. Tack McKinley, first of all, is a, is a pass rush only guy, but. He had an illness, and he had a personal day, and he hasn't been there. So there's a really steep drop-off from Clowney and Garrett to the rest. Now, <laughs> there's a really steep drop-off from Clowney and Garrett to a lot of the other defensive ends in the league, I guess. What I'm saying is, in the preseason, we're going to watch. Is it Jackson? Is it Weaver? Is it Gustin? Um, how much is McKinley going to give you? You know, Those are things to watch as far as filling out the roster. But as, as far as this defense taking a big leap, um, Clowney and Garrett moving around, Clowney and Garrett – discouraging double teams, Clowney and Garrett wrecking single teams is, is going to be a big deal for as far as how this defense can go. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Um, 
At linebacker, it's been Mac Wilson. Guys, he's been good. You know, he came out and said he was so frustrated by the injury, frustrated by the injuries last year that he wanted to retire. I'm not sure I believe that, but I'm not going to argue with Mac. I'm going to say this. Um, it, a lot of people wanted to jump the conclusion that because Mac had a sec- disappointing year and the Browns added Anthony Walker, they're bringing along Jacob Phillips, they added JOK, that Mac was going to be gone. No, Mac is still a young player. He's a gifted young player. He can cover, and linebackers that can cover, and today's NFL can play for a long time. He got hurt early. He never really had a chance to have a full season in what was already a strange season. What was already he was already being asked to learn a new defense in his second year. You know, he had played more than than anybody wanted or needed him to really in his rookie year. So, um, impressive goal line interception the other day. Then missed the next day for the birth of his son. He's happy. He's healthy. And uh, I'm not saying Mac Wilson to the Pro Bowl. But I'm saying reports of Mac Wilson's demise have been greatly exaggerated and really premature. Um, you know, JOK has not been in there. He missed 10 days due to COVID, and he's been in very little actual team activity. The Browns love him. They think that his range and coverability will really give them some options. So when you look at the Walker injury um, suffered earlier this week, it's going to keep him out probably a couple weeks. And the Browns you know, are thankful it doesn't require surgery. They're, they're not saying more than a couple weeks could end up being a blessing in disguise because it's more reps for Phillips. It's more reps for JOK eventually. And the Wilsons, the Taki Takis, these young guys are going to get to prove themselves in competitive environments. Um, we've just seen such little of a competitive environment in Berea, but the preseason games are coming. Uh, the Giants are coming to Berea on August 19th and 20th for two, two uh, practice days, you know, controlled scrimmage type environments. And those young linebackers, you know, will really get a chance then. So, We'll see how that goes. At corner, um, you know, it's greedy. It's the greedy, the guy that everybody's watching. He says no restrictions, but they held him out of the first day of contact. So I'm not quite sure, you know, what what the deal is. Uh, but Greg Newsom is playing with the starters. Greedy is playing some with the starters. Um, you know, Greedy's still a young player. He's a lot like Mac Wilson. He's He came to the NFL a year before. Some thought that he would or should. He played a lot as a rookie, and then he had no second year. You know, obviously, there's probably some big mental blocks with the, the fact that last year he couldn't feel his shoulder, and now he's playing football again. But, um, you know, Newsom and Troy Hill are supposed to represent a big upgrade, and I think eventually they will. But you're going to need corners. And, um, you know, if every day is progress for Greedy, then I think you say, okay, we're, we're pleased with a decent start. And we're five weeks from it starting, and it's a five-month season, right? So um, he, he is certainly the guy to watch, and, and they're going to need all of those guys. Real interesting battle, I think, kind of brewing for those roster spots. You know, obviously it's Denzel and Hill and Greedy and Newsom, but then MJ Stewart, Robert Jackson, who I mentioned, A.J. Green, the second-year guy. Um, he's gotten toasted a couple times, and that happens to young corners, but he's made some plays, and, and that represents huge progress from last year. So uh, an, another tall corner, Brian Allen, who's been around the NFL a little bit. The Browns got him last January, and you notice him on the practice field. Lalletta threw one right to him on Friday, but he, but he's made a couple plays. He's got some range. So um, depth is good. Competition is good, and we'll see where it goes. You know, it's safety. Um, it's John Johnson is the one to watch. Now, the issue at safety is Ronnie Harrison's hurt and Sheldrick Redwine's hurt. And Grant Delpit is not practicing at all the last four days. And it's not a – I mean, it is a bring him along slowly situation, but it's not a one-in, one-out. It's not a he's in uniform and he practices for 30 minutes and, and only does one team drill. It's He's not been in uniform. So, 
Um, that can't be construed as a good sign. Again, it's not construed as an awful sign because they were always going to be careful with him. But the schedule he was on early in camp, he has not been on. And he is a young guy coming back from a really significant injury. He is a talented guy that this team was counting on and is counting on for the future. So you have to hope that, look, it's just they they, they don't want to lose him. They don't want, you know, swelling or, um, you know, just any, any kind of issue. They just want to be careful. You know, if it's something that he's just not able to get there, then it's a little scary, but it's a long way away. Again, it's, it's still the first week of August. So um, we will see how that goes. Special teams-wise, you know, Cody Parkey's first kicking day was a nightmare, but he has been right down the middle on everyone since. He's going to be the kicker. Um, Jamie Gillen's going to be the punter. There's no other one in camp. And so we'll see, as I mentioned, how those special teams fill out. You know, Tavier Thomas went to Houston, and in general, the special teams weren't good enough. And, and you have a real situation here with the Browns where, obviously, Beckham and Landry don't play teams. Richard Higgins does, I guess, or can. Um I'm not sure I want people's Jones covering kicks, uh, right? I, I want him catching touchdowns. So, um, you know, how do you fill out those those teams? I, the fullback, Andy Janovich, can do it. Um, you probably keep a bunch of linebackers, and, and you have to see how it goes. So uh, it's way too early to be getting into all that stuff. But these this is how they think. It's not like you just pick the 53 best players, right, or or the guys who catch the, the touchdowns in practice, and people's Jones has caught most of them. Um, Jamarcus Bradley's caught a couple. Alexander Holland's a little wide receiver. Um, he can really fly. Uh, he doesn't always catch it, but he can really fly. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. So, um, I had put a call out for um, some asking Jackson questions. I'm going to bring those up. Right now, bear with me. Why is I um, try to find them on my phone? You'd think I'd be organized at this point, but you'd think wrong. So here we go. Question from Josh at season's end. Where do you think Donovan Peoples-Jones will rank on the team in receiving yards? Whew. Third or higher? That's a great question. Um, Odell is practicing. Every other day, he's getting individual work. He has not been in a competitive situation. He is still at nine months um, off off of that surgery, right? Um, I don't think – I mean, I do think Odell's going to be ready to play early in the season, but I can't imagine that he would be ready to play more than 25, 30 snaps in the first half of the season. You know, none of the tight ends are huge yardage guys. Um, Kareem is going to rack up some receiving yards, but – the nature of the throws to Donovan Peoples-Jones, the fact that he would be taking, theoretically, some of Odell's snaps, he's got a real chance to rank second. He he, he does. Now, if he doesn't, that doesn't mean he's still not on the path um, because this is still a 22-year-old whose who's college career, as far as his wide receiver development, was kind of a wash, right? Uh, but, man, that, that's a great question, and, and he is a player to uh, watch. All right, question from... From TQ, if Josh Allen gets 258 million, what does Baker get? 
um, a lot of these similar questions um, along that when Josh Allen signed his deal. Josh Allen got, what, 150 guaranteed, 43 a year. Um, yeah, so it's generally cheaper. Guys, I'll say this. It's generally not cheaper. Excuse me, excuse me. Scratch that. Scratch that. Um, now, he's not going to get what Josh, Josh Allen and Mahomes in terms of average annual value are are uh, above everyone else currently. Aaron Rodgers will probably negotiate for more than that and deserves it. But anyway, you know, Dak's in the 40 mil range, and I didn't think that Baker was going to get there. But I think he has to. So um, if you look at the structure of Josh Allen's contract, it's an extension on his rookie deal. You know, the big... First big balloon payment comes, not this year, not next year, but 23. And that's when the cap is going way up. So keep that in mind. Um, the new media rights deals kick in for the 2023 cap. The parameters of what the Bills and Josh Allen were going to do and what the Browns and Baker are almost certainly going to do eventually were already mostly set. And that big balloon payment will come in 23. So, you know, I can't see it being more than 40 for Baker, but it's going to be 40. And, you know, to those who say, well, the Browns should do it now and save a couple million (laughs) or should have done it two weeks ago. I don't know. I think this, I don't think you worry about that, right? If you're going to get married, you might as well buy the big ring. You might as well buy the big house. You might as well do it right. (laughs) Right. Might as well not sweat over those last 25 people. You're sure you're you're not sure you're going to invite or invite to your wedding. Maybe they'll bring a good gift. So, look, um, it's hypotheticals, and everybody wants to take a side, and I get it. Baker Mayfield is 95 to 98% going to be the Browns quarterback for a long time. The Browns have him under contract for two more years. They know what those numbers are, and even in a new deal, those numbers for 21 and 22 are not going to change significantly. So I just don't think the Browns and Baker need to hurry to the altar. If he earns more and you don't save what you could have saved by signing him two weeks ago or signing him today or signing him two weeks or two months from now, who cares? If he's your quarterback and he's good enough to win, then you pay him. And they're headed down that path. They're right there. So when's the proposal? When's the engagement? When do we really sit down and argue about the wedding venue and how many guests are coming and all that stuff? Again, guys, I... I know that I guess what I'm trying to say is the Allen thing brings it to the forefront, but I don't think it changes a whole lot. I really don't think that it does. And okay, so what's the alternative? Well, the Browns are guaranteed to have Baker for this year and next, and then they had the franchise tag after that if if they would need it. You know, I mean, you're looking at him faltering seems highly unlikely. He's trending upward. You're looking at him getting significantly injured, which you don't want to think about, but there's nothing that's happened that would think that would make you think that. You know, you look at what your alternatives would be. It's there's not a lot of realistic ones, right? You don't want to be that team that's trying to revive Carson Wentz's career, right? So I, I still think you use caution, you use patience, you use judgment, and the Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, Paul DePodesta Browns are going to do that. And that's why I think they'll wait, and that's why I think it's the right play. But are we looking at $40 million, pretty much three guaranteed years, three and a half guaranteed years, $40 million a year, and 140 ish guaranteed for Baker? That's where it's headed. It, it was that way before Josh Allen signed. It probably is that way after Josh Allen signed. 
you know, if Lamar signs for a penny more than Allen does and Baker has a great year and the Browns do this deal in December or in February, then maybe it's more than 40. But right now i got a hard time believing it'll be less. And, and again, I, I just think it's going to happen. I, my ever-growing gut says it's going to happen months from now and not days or weeks from now, but we'll see. Um, the Chubb thing surprised me. I, I had known that they, they had some talks. They didn't get it done. I thought they would get it done. In the July 15th-ish range, they got it done on the July 31st, I guess. And um, we'll see. I, I just I thought that would come first. I don't know about Denzel. Uh, I would think he would come before Baker, too. But, but again, there's just no precedent here. So I'm not trying to say I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, and I'm not trying to say it doesn't matter because, obviously, Baker's going to sign the biggest contract in team history, guys. <laughs> like, once he signs and once he's on the books for 23 and beyond, it's, that's going to affect a lot of financial decisions, even with the cap going up, because his cap number is going to be 32 or $38 million for that year, right? And right now it's 10 right? So um, we'll see. But I, I guess I just am saying I don't think that that's a, uh, you know, that, that it's something that we need to talk about all the time. So question from Norm, what are the chances Delpit starts the year on IR? Um <clears throat> You know, Normet seems unlikely, but if he's not going to be practicing, then sure. But I would say I would say this. Here's why it seems unlikely. The Browns can't put him on IR right now. Um, he would be subject to waivers. For the Browns to put him on IR, he has to make the initial 53 and then go on IR. So, yes, if he's hurt and, and we're looking at a situation where November or December is the earliest he can help this team, that could happen. But... I mean, five days ago, he was practicing. He's been on a tight rehab schedule. He's been in the facility since January, right? Um, we'll just see how that goes. Okay, um, I got to go, guys. I'm going to be late for practice. But um, every day I'm at camp, I will not be there next Thursday uh, because my brother's getting married. I will be on the road for the regular season games. I will not be on the road for the preseason games. I'll be watching on TV with all of you next Saturday. But Sunday stadium practice. Um, assuming one or two significant practices next week, then the preseason opener, then the big week because the Giants come in, and that'll be the fun part. So um, Camp Cautious is good. Browns have real adults, real smart people running the show. Um, and when you watch them in the practice field, you see all the talent. What happens from here, we'll see. But I still can't believe they're plus 150 to win the division. This is a good team. It's going to be a fun ride. Thanks for listening to Civilized Barton.